Does this music speak to you like it does to me? Because to me, this says you're lying on a sun lounge poolside, reading an awesome book, with a bottomless margarita in hand after you just got back from a half-day snorkeling tour with the love of your life. You don't have a phone. You don't have any place to be or any commitments past finding something yummy for dinner. And life is good. Because to me, that's my idea of the most relaxing and dreamy holiday slash vacation slash getaway that I can possibly imagine. But for you and your fiancé, it might be something completely different. Are you the retreat from the world types where you want to be deep in the jungle of Cambodia, surrounded by wild elephants and monkeys, perhaps your foodies, who love the bustling street markets of Bangkok with all the aromas and spices from the barbecue stalls, steamed dumplings and stir fries? Whether it's a houseboat up the river, a tent in the outback, or the schmickest and only 10-star hotel in the world, the Burj Al Arab in Dubai that floats your boat, you've got to make a plan to work out what kind of honeymoon you want to go on together, which often means compromising. You need to save for it and make it a reality somewhere in between all of your wedding planning. And let's face it, it's about then that your honeymoon planning can quickly turn from excitement to stress when you realise the daunting task of finding the perfect location and accommodation which is within your budget. The pressure to make the right choices while balancing cost, quality and your limited amount of time to sort through the seemingly unlimited options can leave even the most organised couples feeling overwhelmed and anxious. But today I'm here to alleviate your worries and provide you with strategies and trusted booking solutions to simplify your planning process and guarantee a honeymoon that exceeds your expectations. Today, I'm going to share with you practical advice about how to work through your needs, wants and options because you need to narrow those down first, some reliable booking options for your honeymoon, and then the six do's and don'ts of your affordable and most memorable honeymoon. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridely is a community of pro wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Okay, my friend, the first thing we need to do is narrow down all of those possibilities because, number one, they'll make your head explode and number two, When your friends or family start getting in your ear saying, oh, you should really go here, so-and-so had the best honeymoon there, and oh no, you don't want to go there for your honeymoon, you can reply with confidence and conviction, we've worked through what we want to do most, but thanks for your opinion. And there's a simple way you can do this. 
Similar to your wedding planning, and if you need a refresher, head back to episode 22, these three important first steps in your wedding planning change everything. You need to start with what you both really want most. And the question you want to answer is, what does your honeymoon mean to you? Is it a chance to fly somewhere overseas and have an incredible new and your first as a married couple adventure together? Do you just want to head to a fancy hotel in the city for a couple of nights and spend it in bed? You'll need to ask each other if you imagined your honeymoon to be romantic, quiet, and a chance to recharge and reconnect, or an exhilarating and adventurous exploration of somewhere neither of you have ever been before, or something in between. What sort of things did you imagine doing on your honeymoon, if I can ask you? See if you can think of these things without locking in on a destination or a location. What you really want to focus on here are the kind of days you want to experience together. What would you like to spend your time doing? Are you sightseeing? Are you content on a boat or in a mountain cabin? Because as shocking as it is to me, not everyone wants to just lie in the sun, read, swim, and have people cook for you. So what kind of honeymoon are you both wanting to experience? Just like with wedding planning, there may need to be an element of compromise and bargaining here. So I'd highly recommend that you write down your top three. What are the most important things that you want to be doing and experiencing on your honeymoon? And then compare them. And this is how we're working out how you both get what you want. So now that we know what you're both wanting and looking for, we can get down to the most practical advice for smooth honeymoon planning, which I like to call Brett. Yep. Not just the name of the cool but cocky blonde lead character of a 1990s drama series, but also a handy acronym for your honeymoon planning. BRET stands for Budget, Research, Early, and Tools. And so we begin at your budget. Ew. It's okay. I hate the B word too. It's right up there with practical and responsible. It's not sexy at all. I agree. But what I want to just touch on for a second is the alternative of not addressing your budget really early in all of this. And that's the sick feeling in your stomach and the constant worry and guilt of being in debt after you come back from your honeymoon and start your life together as a married couple. Whether you're needing to borrow money for your wedding or for your honeymoon, you're really in a no-win vicious debt cycle. Because as I'm sure you've experienced on a smaller scale, when you've put something on your credit card and then you're still paying it off months later, there's a real feeling of regret and sometimes shame that comes when the thrill of your new purchase wears off, but the payments remain and you keep having to pay off that phone, TV, car or whatever. And it feels like a burden that prevents you from enjoying the now even though you bought it ages ago. There are also some alarming stats about going into debt for your wedding and the knock-on effects to your marriage, which you can check out in episode 22 of the Unbridly podcast. But the short story is, 
your best case scenario is that you want to be able to save for your honeymoon or at least have a portion of it gifted or redeemable on points, miles and rewards programs and not go into debt for it. And there are a few different ways that you can go about that. So after good old-fashioned saving, putting money aside and, you know, always put money into your savings account first. When you get your pay, you put that portion, whatever portion you've agreed, away so you can't touch it. That's obviously the first way that you can go about it. But the next way is through a honeymoon fund. So if you want to add the details to your wedding website or on an extra insert of your wedding invitations, you know, the hard copy wedding invitations, because did you know it's bad etiquette to have your wedding registry details on your wedding invitation? True story. Anyways, so on this little insert, you can list where your friends and family can contribute money or even towards a specific activity or experience for your honeymoon. So like on Zola, where you can specify that you'd love, I don't know, $150 towards poolside cocktails or a certain amount towards flights or accommodation. Or with Gravy, another excellent wedding registry platform, you can specify pledges of help like moving house or lifts to and from the airport, saving you from splashing out your savings on other things, which mean more money left over for your honeymoon. A good old school wishing well is how we do it here in Australia. Most guests who attend a wedding here, they rock up with a card for the couple and some cash inside. And then we have what's called a wishing well, which is not literally, of course. It's usually some sort of receptacle or a card box and the guests put their cards in there for collection by a trusted family member or friend at the end of the night. Now, this is less specific, but also easier to do, and there's next to no setup involved. You can also get some budget relief on your honeymoon costs through frequent flyer miles and loyalty points programs from various hotel groups and airlines and even supermarkets. Now, the subtopic of acquiring and spending points or miles and getting upgrades could be an entire in-depth episode in and of itself. But you can research and suss it out for yourself and please make sure you do your due diligence to make sure that you're not actually paying more by purchasing something and then getting the points and then using the points. Make sure it's worth it for you. So there's articles like the one on Nerd Wallet, which is titled How to Book Your Honeymoon with Points and Miles. There's another article on The Knot, How to Honeymoon Using Credit Card Points, and on Brides.com, the ultimate guide to honeymoon upgrades. And of course, I'll put the links in the show notes for those articles. Another thing that can really help you with your honeymoon budget is not having your honeymoon directly after your wedding. So way back in the dark ages, the origin of the honeymoon was thought to be in reference to marriage by capture. And the first month of trying to hide the bride to get the woman pregnant. Charming. And other people think it referred to the waning of love like the waning of the moon. So honeymoons, historically, you know, way back, don't have a great history. But the intention and purpose of honeymoons in modern times mainly involves 
spending time to relax, creating a shared memorable experience for the both of you, and adjusting to your married life. According to a recent survey by a United States wedding website, an average of 75% of married couples took a honeymoon in 2023. And while originally couples left for their honeymoon straight after their wedding, our work, family, financial commitments, they make a strong argument for waiting anywhere from a few months to a whole year or more before you take your honeymoon. It's also worth considering how exhausted you might be straight after planning your wedding, that you may have limited time to plan it, and that because most weddings are held in peak season, this would also naturally mean that your honeymoon would also need to be in peak season, so summer and spring, which can be a time when destinations are busier and at their most costly seasonal prices. But if you were to plan your honeymoon a significant time, say a month or more after your wedding, you also benefit from the science of extended anticipation. This one's a cracker. Okay, you ready? A study published in 2010, which you can see online at Springer Link, about the happiness of travellers and their vacations, found that vacationers in general are happier than non-vacationers but most are not happier after a holiday. The study demonstrated that vacationers, people who take vacations, generally displayed a greater pre-trip happiness than non-vacationers. In contrast, post-trip happiness did not differ between them. And they believe that the anticipation played an important role. Holiday trips are experiences that people look forward to, and for most, the enjoyment starts weeks or even months before the holiday or honeymoon actually begins. And for those who want to experience the most post-trip happiness, you really want to try to have the most stress-free and relaxing experience you can possibly afford. You need to book and plan your honeymoon a few months in advance. But all of this only works if you're truly looking forward to it. The destination, the activities, and the time that you've planned to take off. Which is why I told you to get your heads together at the start, remember? It's just another reason why you both need to be excited about what you're planning on doing. Activities, excursions, or events. But here are some other great reasons why you might want to delay going on your honeymoon, including having more time for recovery after your wedding, meaning that you start your honeymoon feeling more refreshed and rejuvenated, prolonging your wedding high and effectively squashing the potential wedding blues and having longer to save your money too, are just a few of the reasons that more and more couples are having a delayed honeymoon. Ultimately, the decision of when to have your honeymoon will depend on your personal preferences and your budget and logistical considerations like when you're able to actually take leave from work, right? When is the boss going to let you go? But whether you choose to go straight after your wedding or later in the year, prioritizing open communication with your fiance and thoughtful pre-planning and research will make sure that you have the most memorable an enjoyable honeymoon experience, both in the lead up and well afterwards as well. So the next step in Brett honeymoon planning is your research. You now know what you're looking for. 
and you have a budget attached to that dream. So the next part is to find the location and accommodation that matches your vision. At this point, if you have the money and don't have the time to do your own research, because let's face it, it takes dedication and it can be a lengthy process. I would highly recommend securing the services of an experienced and trustworthy travel agent. They will steer you in the right direction as far as seasonal concerns go. So, you know, think about when is rainy season? When is the humidity just off the charts? Or will there be horrible freezing temperatures that could completely derail your experience? They can help with peak versus off-peak times for certain destinations And if you imagine huge sporting events that you're not aware of, or something similar to cherry blossom season in Japan, these are times you might want to steer clear of, but you might not have the knowledge around. And in particular, professional travel agents may have contacts, contracts, and access to packages and discounts that are not available to everyday mortals like you and I. So if you're able to, outsource that sucker and move on. But if you're not able to hire a travel agent to do the legwork for you, then you need to get scrolling, baby. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organiser. And your fiancé's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, your in-laws, or your first dance song, Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat and solve problems and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day. But with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics. It's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Now for me, as a consumer who's going on a long-awaited milestone celebrating overseas holiday later this year, and as an affiliate too, I can say that Booking.com is the most user-friendly, reliable and comprehensive research and travel booking platform and app that I have ever used. And you, as an engaged couple, can leverage Booking.com to make better suited planning decisions when you research your destination accommodation in several awesome ways. Let me just run these past you. First up is the extensive accommodation options. Booking.com offers a wide range of options like hotels, resorts, villas, apartments, you know, unique stays like tree houses, houseboats, and you can explore different types of accommodation to find the perfect fit for your honeymoon preferences. Every listing on booking.com has a detailed information, price, inclusions, photos, and reviews from previous guests. You can also filter your search down further to just resorts or just hotels. 
just chalets and the degree of inclusivity you'd like to have. So just breakfast, fine. Or would you like to have a completely all-inclusive stay somewhere that provides all your food and drinks? Done. Click of the button, search. As well as the usual filters to make sure that your accommodation meets your needs, then you can also check the cleanliness and overall guest satisfaction. The search also allows you to drill down even deeper in advanced filter functions so you can make sure that your big three honeymoon non-negotiables, like for example, having a private bathroom or a coffee machine in your room, know how important it is to some people, or it might be an awe-inspiring view, or maybe the quietest villa in the country. You can look at soundproofing. You can really suss those out. There's also a fun things to do filter category, which includes activities like full body massage, um, bicycle rentals, snorkeling, things like that. Some of the accommodation options on booking.com have the flexibility so then you can modify or cancel the reservation without penalty. So total peace of mind, which is brilliant. And with a lot of the properties, you can book your preferred dates without a deposit and either book a week or two in advance or when you arrive. You can compare prices, have a look at special deals, discounts, promotions, and stretch your budget a little bit further or indulge in additional experiences depending on where you want to spend your money. Anyway. I love booking.com and I think it's a really great resource to at least do the research part, even if you don't want to book on there. So the next part of the Brett honeymoon planning is early. Please repeat after me, my honeymoon is not the time to wait for last minute deals. So some very smart reasons why you should be booking your honeymoon up to 12 months and no later than six months in advance are access to the best flights. So whether that means for you a nonstop flight or the most inexpensive flight, for some exotic destinations, airlines only have one or two flights a day or a week. It depends on where you're going, of course. But once those flights are sold, then that's it. (laughs) It's sold out. So you'll need to be more flexible there. So get the flights that you want to get by booking them early. Also, you know how hotels have the honeymoon suite? Guess how many honeymoon suites they've got? One. Uno. So once they book that, once they sell that, it's gone. If you want a unique honeymoon suite like that or the deluxe penthouse of a particular hotel, you will need to get that early. With boutique resorts, if there are a limited number of rooms, you know, it's an intimate, let's say there's only 12, 14 rooms or villas, they can sell out very quickly. Again, if you're planning and booking earlier, you're going to have more choice. Of course, back to the budget again, you've got more time to pay it off. There also might be advantages as far as early booking discounts, and you'll also have the best availability possible for destination experiences like excursions and tours and things like that. If you want to swim with the dolphins or something like that, book these early, get it in your itinerary, you don't have to worry about it again. And the last part of the Brett honeymoon planning process is tools. So using the apps, the websites, the blogs, if you want, in the early stages, but then to narrow down your 
use of different tools so you're not overwhelmed with all the options right up to the end. As you narrow things down, you're wanting to be picking a tool, an app that you can focus on, where all of your accommodation bookings can be kept, where your flights can be kept, where your car hire bookings, and hopefully any excursions as well. You want to be able to access them in the one place. So as I said before, for me, this means booking.com and they have the flights, hotels, everything in the one spot. And I think the app makes it incredibly easy to see what's coming up and when. But what I also love is being able to safely, you know, and that means when I message the hotel, I'm actually messaging the hotel. And when someone messages me, I know it's actually them. So safely communicate with my hotels about the details regarding my stay. Some other big travel apps include TripIt, Hopper, and Airbnb. And so we've set you on the right path. You're thinking about where you want to go, what you want to do. You're sorting out your budget. You are researching. You're doing this early and you're using hopefully all the tools at the start, but then narrowing it down as you get closer and keeping it easy for yourself, keeping it accessible. So to finish up, let's go through the six do's and don'ts of planning your affordable and most memorable honeymoon. Number one, do communicate. Communication, like it's key. Full stop. (laughs) That's it. Good night. Thank you so much. Communication is key when you're planning your honeymoon as well as everything else. Please chat. Talk about your expectations and preferences with your fiance and make sure you're on the same page and make these decisions together. Number two, do set a budget. Work out your honeymoon budget really early in the planning process and be realistic about what you can afford so you can prioritize your spending on experiences that matter the most to you. Number three, do research your destinations. Exploring different honeymoon destinations that match with your interests, your travel style, and your budget. You also need to be considering factors like the weather, activities, cultural experiences to find the perfect destination for your dream getaway. Number four, do consider the timing. Please think carefully about the timing of your honeymoon and work out whether you want to travel immediately after your wedding or wait for a quieter time later in the year. Think about factors like your work schedule and your leave entitlements, the weather at your destination and peak travel seasons when you choose your travel dates. Number five, do book in early. Make sure you secure your accommodation and flights as early as you possibly can This helps you take advantage of better deals and availability. Booking in advance, please don't forget, it also gives you more time to plan and prepare for your trip and pay for it too. And number six, do plan activities. You need to research, you need to suss out not only what you both want and like, but research the activities that are available at your destination, plan them and book them in. Whether you're interested in sightseeing, adventure sports, or just pure slothing it, make sure to include activities that align with both of your interests and will enhance your honeymoon experience. 
Then we've got your honeymoon planning don'ts. You ready? Okay. (laughs) Number one, don't procrastinate. Don't leave your honeymoon planning until the last minute. Procrastinating can really limit your options and lead to rush decisions as well, potentially impacting the quality of your entire experience. Don't just end up with the dregs of whatever's around. (laughs) Number two, don't ignore travel insurance and other destination-specific requirements. So it's, it's important, travel insurance. If you go on somewhere, please get it. Protect yourself against unexpected events like trip cancellations, like things you just can't anticipate, medical emergencies, or even lost luggage by investing in a comprehensive travel insurance policy. And also check the entry requirements of your chosen destination. You want to check out your passports. Do we have a minimum of, it depends on what country you go to, but between three and six months of an active passport is often required to be allowed into certain countries. And then whether or not you need a visa to get in. Any required vaccinations or health certificates, you need to make sure you have all your necessary documents well in advance to avoid any last minute hassles. Number three, don't overpack. Just take the essentials for your honeymoon. Stick to versatile clothing and avoid bringing unnecessary items that will weigh you down and take up valuable space in your luggage. You want to travel light. You really do. Number four, don't compare your honeymoon. It's completely natural, of course, but I think couples have a more relaxed, joyous, happy experience if they can avoid comparing their honeymoon to other people's. So focus on creating a memorable experience that reflects your unique relationship and preferences rather than trying to live up to these unrealistic expectations, either on social media or when other people get in your ear, you should be doing this, you should be going here, leave it behind. Number five, don't over plan. So while it's great to have a general itinerary for your honeymoon, don't overplan every single minute of your trip because nothing kills the feeling of adventure quicker than scheduled fun. Leave some room for spontaneity, some relaxation. Allow yourselves to enjoy each moment without feeling too rushed or stressed or overcommitted. And number six, don't forget to disconnect. Not from each other, obviously, but from technology and from social media. Take the opportunity to fully immerse yourselves in each other's company and take the time. Create these meaningful memories together, free from distractions. I'd love to hear about your honeymoon or even vacation planning tips and experiences you can DM me at Unbridly on Instagram or send me a 90-second audio message on SpeakPipe. The link is in the show notes and I'll catch you next week. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening and remember... Weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.